Good morning. I invite you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10. Peter writes, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Amen. This is God's word. I'm reading from the ESV text this morning because there's a word I want to focus on here, which is the word, as it's translated, the excellencies of God, the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness. And I want to focus on that calling for us to proclaim the excellencies of God, but let's first look here to see how Peter describes us as God's people. What a a great list of descriptions for who we are as the redeemed saints of God. He says, you're a chosen race, chosen by God out of this world for himself. You're a royal priesthood. You offer up spiritual sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving as you reflect upon the, the priesthood of Christ who has secured for you your redemption. You're a holy nation. You're called out of this world, and you have been set apart to be holy for the Lord. And you are a people for God's possession. You are treasured by him. You are loved by him. That's who we are. And and it says also that you have been rescued out of a dark and dying world. You've been brought out of this darkness into the marvelous light of God. So these are remarkable privileges, aren't they, uh, for us as the redeemed of the Lord? And one of the purposes for which we have received this redemption, we have received this new status, is to be proclaimers. Proclaimers of the excellencies of God, Peter says. We have received mercy. We have been called into light. And if we have received all of these things, if we are the redeemed of God, if we have all these privileges, how unfitting it would be if we just sat there and said nothing about it. It wouldn't make a lot of sense to have such amazing privileges and then you say nothing about it. And you certainly weren't put in this position to grumble and complain. That would be even further... Uh, in the wrong direction, wouldn't it? And so we are called, Peter says, to proclaim the greatness of our God. And this is somewhat of a follow-up from last week where we talked about speech. We talked about giving an answer, studying how to answer, and that had mostly to do with our interactions with other people. But this has to do with how we speak about God, how often we speak about God, what we say about God. And that word uh, that is translated here as excellencies, it's a helpful word. It uh, it was used in uh, Greek literature often to refer to praiseworthy, virtuous, and noble characteristics that somebody would have. Sometimes it's translated as virtue. Uh, it, It basically refers to all the ways that somebody is great or praiseworthy. Now, anytime that was applied to a human being, it, it wasn't 
that great, as the Greeks used it for their heroes, they weren't that great. But as it's applied to our God, God really is great. He really is praiseworthy. He really is excellent. And so this is what we are to do with our speech. You are to use your mouth to say that God is excellent, that God is glorious, that God is good, that he is merciful, that he is just. And on the list can go in terms of describing how great our God is. Our speech is to be laced through with references to the excellencies of God. Now, if we're going to learn how to do this, if we're going to become these kinds of speakers, we're going to need to be growing daily in the knowledge of our God. We, We need to have a spiritual understanding of who he is, and we need to have an eye for where his excellencies appear. We won't be able to do this unless we're tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. We'll need to be seeing how God has been merciful and good and and kind to us. We, We need to be fearing the Lord. We need to be considering his righteous judgments in the world or his chastening hand in our lives or in the lives of others. We have to be thinking about these things if we're going to speak about them rightly. Now let's each each consider the content of our daily speech. Do we speak frequently of the excellencies of God? Is this common in our speech? Well, I can't speak for you in terms of the ratios of your speech. You'll have to analyze that yourself. But I can say that I myself, I do believe I have a tendency to speak not so much about the excellencies of God, but about how things are not going excellently in my life, that it can be a tendency for me is, okay, let's list all the non-excellent things around me, and those can be legion in terms of examples that can come to mind. We are well aware of the not-so-excellent things happening in this fallen world and in our lives. Uh, These things are very evident to our natural sight, aren't they? The natural pains we experience, the difficulties, the, the obstacles, the interruptions... It does not take a spiritual mindset to find things wrong with the world. The world is very good at finding things wrong with the world. Not usually wrong with themselves so much, but wrong with the world. That is why Paul says in Philippians 2, if you want to be a light shining in a dark world, what should you do? Don't grumble and complain, he says. Uh, do not do all things without grumbling or complaining that you may be, you may shine as lights in this world. And why? Because people don't, don't do that. They, they grumble and complain all the time, characteristically. And so we need a spiritually renewed mindset if we will speak of the excellencies of God, if we will focus upon these things, if it becomes part of our speech, it's because we are meditating frequently upon who he is, and what he is doing in our lives. Now we have a special opportunity today in the public worship of God to declare his excellencies. We're going to sing these songs and we're going to pray to our God. We're going to hear the word preached. So we're here to speak of the excellencies of God. But I encourage you to consider your heart right now as we do so, as we confess our sins. Am I thinking upon the excellencies of God? And what is it that I can remember from this very week that has passed where God has shown forth his excellencies in my life. So let's pray together that our week ahead would be filled with more of this mindset and habit, because by doing so, it will, it will so sweeten the atmosphere of our, our homes and our lives and our relationships if we can speak 
more about the greatness of our God. So let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we proclaim you to be a glorious and excellent God. You are praiseworthy in all of your attributes and all the ways that you've revealed yourself in the word and in your creation. And we confess that at times our focus is not upon you, but upon ourselves and our problems and uh, the things that we do not like. Uh, And so we ask, Father, that you would give us a renewed mindset that would then flow out uh, with renewed speech. Uh, Teach us to be those that proclaim your greatness day by day, hour by hour, that we would be finding new opportunities uh, to do this. And now we uh, take a moment to each confess our own sins before the Lord.